welcome back to Joe Meets World, episode 153, in which we watched episode 18 of season 7, the final season, of Boy Meets World. Joining me this week, coming out of his troll cave with his curmudgeon ways to talk all about how Cory and Topanga got their groove back, is my good friend, Mr. Chris Runt. Hey, Chris. Underpants. Underpants. That's all I can think of now when you have me watching Boy Meets World. Fucking okay, A. It's as you should. As you should. Things are good. Good things have been happening the past couple weeks. Have they? I lost 20 pounds. Hey! Yeah. I probably found it. I don't know. I don't weigh myself. I always love that joke. I lost 20 pounds. I found it. I'm on an active, like, trying to lose weight, working out, all that bullshit. We'll see how long it lasts, everybody. It never works for me, so that's why I don't do it. Like, I always do better just making different choices, personally. Well, the, the diet, I'm, I'm on a diet, but it's not a diet. It's, right, right. It's just, base, it's Weight Watchers. It's fucking Eating counting calor- yeah. calories right. and yeah. realizing that I fucking eat like a pig when I do eat. Yeah. As opposed to, like, here's a good portion. <laughs> so, Sunday, because I was in Ottawa. Canada? Yes. I had shawarma. I've had shawarma before. Not a lot. Never had it before. This was so good. Like, I ate it, and then we were still doing stuff, so I had to stop eating it. I'm like, I'll come back to that later. And then I didn't. And then I was driving home, and all I could think of was shawarma. I was like, oh, man. It was so fucking good. I'm still thinking about that shawarma. (laughs) What is shawarma? Is it like subs? No. So, um, because I got... I actually got it Wednesday from Elbasha, too. Theirs was a little different, and I'll have to... Um, adjust in the future. So the shawarma I got up in Ottawa, it was it's like roasted chicken, or you know you get chicken, whatever you get different different meat. Real quick, is shawarma a food or a brand? Shawarma is a dish. Okay. So that's why. I was, so it's like roasted chicken, like on a spit or whatever, however they do it. And then the one up there had like almost like coleslaw, but not coleslaw. Like it was like veggies had like purple cabbage. And like a vinaigrette, which is really good. Jasmine rice. And then the one up there actually had some chopped up roasted potatoes as well. So it's all in a fucking, you know, styrofoam. Then, they up there, they gave you hummus and garlic and onion sauce and pita. So you, you take all the thing, you put it in the pita, and then you eat it as a pita. It was so good. So here they didn't give me a pita, but I still had quesadillas. So... Everybody out there, don't sleep on the pita. Pita's so good. It is. So I, I made my own with that, and they just gave me hummus. And it was good, but it wasn't as good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to try some different things to go forward. But, because I ordered on Grubhub, and then I just walked over and got it, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you live there, don't you? I'm like, here, have some free baklava. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I got free baklava just for being a neighbor. I always assumed shawarma was like a brand, like a restaurant brand or no. something. No, it's it's a dish. And that's why I was yeah. It's, so it's like General Chow's chicken. Yeah, where it's not a food; it's multiple foods. Because it popped up in Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Get in losers. We're getting shawarma. Yeah. Which is a callback to Avengers. Yeah. But no, so because Ottawa has, a, has so apparently it's a Lebanese food, because that's what they they said there. Like, oh yeah, we have heavy Lebanese community. Mm-hmm. So that's where like they have, and I, fuck, what was it? It might have been Jay that told me, or it might have been somebody else. Where it was like. 
Ottawa has some of the best shawarma in the world. And I was like, why does Ottawa have the best shawarma in the world? Like, that's a weird thing. But because they have such a strong Lebanese community. So the the hotel I'm staying in Connecticut in a few weeks. Yeah. I was looking, you know, I was on maps and looking at what's around it and everything. Yeah. And actually, near the hotel, there's more, like, local restaurants. Okay. Like, you can get Wendy's and all that shit, but yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. a further drive. Okay. So I was like, okay, so, like, I'm going to be there for three nights. Okay. I was like, so I can go to three of these places, and it's all different shit, too. I was yeah. like, that's awesome. Yeah. So every day I'm down at the cons, and go to a different restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's why I was getting a cheesesteak as you came in, because I'm like, I just want something different. Like, I'm just... I'm burned out on the same stuff. And that's the other thing, is that the shawarma up there, and even the shawarma here, like, you know, it's not deep fried, it's not, but it's very filling. Like I said, like, I ate half of what was up there, and I'm like, oh, man, I am stuffed, and it is good, and it's mm-hmm. real food. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I describe like there's re- Like, there's a feeling of being full from real food versus, you know, fucking McDonald's and shit, which is fine, but, like, yeah. it's all whatever. It's all filler, no thriller. Yeah. So tell me, Chris, since the last time we recorded, what's something that made you happy? Well, considering this morning I finally got my PS5. (laughs) That he had to bring into my apartment, because he's like, I don't know. They sell for like, I want to be careful, because I don't know if they still sell for that much, but they were selling for like 800 bucks a pop to $1,000. Yeah, because people were were scalping Scalping them, right? Yeah. Yeah, people still scalp them. So I'm like... It's not like we live in a bad town, whatever, but well, I'm just going to bring it up because I just spent enough money on it then. Because, of course, it's GameStop, so you can't just buy the console. you got to buy the fucking bundle. Uh, but at least everything in the bundle was like something I could use. Okay. That's it was like good. an extra controller and charging and all that shit. That's good. That made me happy, though. I mean, it's a PS5, so, you know, whatever, but... I like my weird Japanese games, so... I was, I'm... St- I was a Nintendo kid, and then I transferred to being an Xbox kid. I had a PlayStation 2. Did I have a 2 or 3? I think a 3 was the last one I had. And then, like, I had my PlayStation 3 for, like, three years, played it, like, five times, and sold it. I like my Dragon Quest, I like my Final Fantasies, and they only come out on PlayStation, so... Yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. Yeah. So that's where... Though I Shredder's Revenge has been so fun played a little bit of that and um I, I want to play it with other people like I've beaten it now yeah and I'm just like I want to just play this with other people do you have friends who have it no oh. or if they do they don't have fucking Xbox so I'm like cause like Chuck he's like I just have a Switch now I'm like they're gonna do crossplay eventually they just haven't done it yet they said they have they're gonna but right now the only crossplay is between a computer and the Xbox I've been playing Tunic on there the fuck's Tunic it's like a little it's like a Zelda game. Okay. But it's like a little chibi 3D modeling. Okay. okay. And you're like a little fox. Just running around this island. Oh, yeah, I've seen... Okay. Because it sounded familiar. That's why yeah. I'm like, the fuck is Tunic? There's no, like... There's no dialogue. It's all, like, done, like, the chibi voice and everything. Like, cutesy and just fun. I'm, I'm really waiting for the, the Cowabunga collection. Because that's going to be where I go fucking ham. Because there's so many it. games. So many games. Works over that name, Shredder's Revenge. Oh, so the soundtrack for Shredder's Revenge yeah. is on Amazon Music, and I have just listened to the soundtrack and just been happy. I, this is how this is how fucked I am. Is my buddy um, Cam was a really big Turtles fan too. 
got it and was telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, I really want to play it. Cause, and I was like, but I'm going to play it with Casey when I play it. And he's like, oh, you have to beat the game you first. To unlock Casey, yeah. And I'm like, that literally ruins the experience for me. And he goes, it's not, it's like a two-hour game, dude. Like, you can beat it once. I was like, the, I just want to play as Casey. I want to play it once. I want to play as Casey, and then I want to move on with my life. But see, Casey's like easy mode. Because I beat it as Mikey, of course. That's who I started playing. And then I locked Casey, and I'm like, all right, let me go through and play it as Casey. And Casey was just wrecking house with everybody. I'm like, oh, this is why you unlock him, because he's way stronger than everybody else. And oh, I think so they OP'd him. And, a little. I mean, yeah. like, not super, but a little bit. But then, I um, even was like, I'll pay the $2 to fucking unlock Casey. Like, I just want to play as Casey once and just play it and be done. I played but. through, like, half, because like, you have to level them all to 10 for an achievement, so I'm like, I gotta yeah. do that. But I played through, like, half with Splinter, and Splinter's fun, too, actually. Yeah. I'm, I played the... I'm only like three levels in. Because I play like here and there. Yeah. But playing as Mikey. Yeah. Oh, I sat down I played the whole thing in one go. Yeah. I beat it. Yeah, that's what go. he did too. Like, that's yeah. why he was giving me shit. Because it's not that long. Like, no. it, it's... it's, but it's my, one of those... I'm fucked in the brain and I know it. <laughs> but it's one of those games where it's like... It feels like the old arcades. Where it's like... If I could just be playing with my friends and like just laughing and playing... Yeah. I, I'd play this thing for hours. I don't care. I'll play the same fucking levels over and over again. But just doing it by myself, it feels monotonous. Cause I'm like, I know they're coming, and I'll do this, and then I'll do that. Okay. <sighs> but I maybe do a higher difficulty and then stream it on Twitch. That's what I'm thinking about doing, maybe. Because yeah. when you do, if you start story over, you can choose to keep your levels. So that's where it's like, okay. If I get everybody, like, level five and then do it on whatever. Because I did it on easy. Cause I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I just want to play through this. So I'm like, all right, if I do it on medium... Let's see. Or hard, whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. Everyone has to have cute names for levels now. Easy, medium, hard. It's all it should be. Because I will not play insane. <laughs> I have better things to do in my life than get angry at a video game. <laughs> Which is all insane mode is to me. I'm at the point in my life, and I'm not afraid to say it, that I just play most things on easy. I still normally will play things on medium, but for this, I want it to beat it. So I'm like, I'm going to play it on easy, because fuck it. I... For stuff like that, it do me. But like some of these like bigger games, yeah. like I just want to experience it and I want to move on. I don't need the challenge anymore. Yeah. Like I've, I've been there and done that. I listen to to the two kids out there that are fucking listening to this. I beat games harder than anything you fucking played. I beat games that are harder than your fucking Dark Souls. I've done it. I beat X Mega Man X. Exactly. There's no save and reload with that shit. So like, get the fuck over it. I don't care. I just want to enjoy myself now. You know what was a fun thing that came up a couple weeks ago in that Discord I was telling you about? Somebody was talking about Super Mario World. And I go, oh yeah, I remember playing those Halloween levels. And somebody just goes, ah, you found the super secret world, I see. <laughs> like, I, people don't realize that. Like, I f just found that shit when I was a kid. Yeah. Nobody told us. Yeah. Nobody told us how to do that. Nobody told us you could then play the game over and everything would be Halloween and like... The piranha plants would have pumpkins for heads and shit. Like we figure that shit out. It's what, yeah. It's, well, it's one of those things in modern like gaming culture where like I'm glad those things exist. I'm glad Dark Souls exists. I'm glad sure. there's people that enjoy it. Sure. But like, just because I don't want to play it doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, fucking whatever, you know, Fuck noob casual. Whatever. Yeah, it's like I'm over it, dude. I did that for most of my life, and now I'm at the point where I want to have fun. I understand that you're still at the point where you want to torture yourself because you hate yourself secretly. I've been there. I just want to have fun now. Uh, I want to throw a ball at a 
an animal. And I want to force that animal to fight another animal. Okay. Speaking of animal trafficking, uh, what's some good you did this week? Well, I found these pit bulls. Oh. This is always the toughest question to me, because I never, like, I know. you know. I know. Because you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Helping my grandma a lot recently. Okay. Helping her get around, doing stuff. Coughing on her, making sure I get her to give COVID. Yeah, you know, she's still up to a space. Exactly. Um, Gotta no. make room. Make room for the next generation. Dude, it's so funny because, like, my grandma's 96. And one of my aunts was in town, like, a month or two ago. Yeah. And she was like, she made the comments, like, you know, she eats a lot of sweets. But she it's bad for her. And. I don't even get a chance to talk because I'm like I'm just gonna say I'm gonna shut up, not say anything. Yeah. My dad just like she's 96. If she wants ice cream, give her fucking ice cream. If she wants a cigarette, give her a goddamn cigarette. If she wants to start like, a morphine addiction, fuck it. Yeah. Let like, it ride. I'm like, I, and it's he's like, it's not even his mother either. But he's like, listen, I I get it. Like you don't want to lose your mother, but like, let's be honest with ourselves. She had a good run. She had a good run. And her life currently, like, I wouldn't want to be that way. Right, 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 right. Like, she wakes up halfway through the day, she has a meal, and then she sits in a chair all day. Yeah. Because moving around is the way, and so, yeah. But doing stuff for her. She get a pool. So she can go swimming. We have access to a pool whenever we want it. She does go out, like, once in a while. But, like, on a day-to-day, it's... Dude, it's... It's funny because if you're in if you're in my parents' house and like you have to take a dump, yeah. So you, you sit down on the toilet, you take a dump, and you can hear the of the walker, the click. Uh-huh. And so you know you're on a timer at that point because she's coming. And it gets you in a rush, but then you're like, it's gonna take her a half an hour to get here. I can squat this out, wipe myself, wash my hands, and she'll won't even be at the fucking door. <laughs> So weird. You're a weird person. I am. Speaking of weird, let's talk about Boy Meets World. How Corey and Topanga got their groove back! So, this is clearly where they were trying to, like, make the show a sitcom. Nice. And this is clearly why it didn't. Like, it wasn't... There's some good bits in here that are cute. But so much of it is them just being just like, let's just start at the beginning. So I like that everybody in this episode's in the Matrix. <laughs> Not everybody. Corey and Topanga aren't. Well, yeah, that's Neo and uh, what's her name. Um. So a plot is Corey and Topanga are rushing home to watch sixty minutes. You know they're twenty, rushing home to watch sixty minutes. It's a positive life choice, to be honest. Um, and Angela and Sean and the big woman, uh, Rachel, are all going to go out to a club. And my note was, I also hate clubs. Because when I was Corey's age, I also was like, it's loud, it's obnoxious, like, we can go dance somewhere, I don't want to be in a club. It gives me a fucking headache. 
20 people. Yeah, like, like. it's just... Like a fucking bonfire or something, like, with music. Okay, fine, because you still dance and there's space, like... Yeah. I don't... Fuck clubs. Um... So then they decide to have a party in their shitty apartment that they don't think is shitty anymore. And we get Goofy Cory, which I think is funny because, again, everyone in the season talks about how over-the-top and goofy Eric is. And it's like, Cory's just as goofy. Mm-hmm. And just as, like, He's man. chewing the scenery. And yes. Stuff. And leaning into his voices and everything. And so then they're getting ready for the party. It's just doing an A-plot. And I, I had the same comment where I'm like, why is Corey wearing that fucking sweater? Like, Topanga's blouse is fine. That's a fine little bit of nice pink shiny. Tits look better in pink. That's just a fact. George Carlin taught me, taught me that. Um, but, you know, whatever. She was wearing fine. But, like, Corey looks like a 50-year-old man. Like, and then no one shows up. And actually, this is the part that I've... I've, this, for, I've seen this episode a couple times. It's the first time it, it clicked for me. So Rachel, Sean, and Angela show up. They're like, well, we'll just show up and make them feel good. Mm-hmm. And they peek in, and they're just sitting there by themselves, being, like, miserable because no one came to their party. And Sean just goes to leave. And like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going back to who else? Who? It doesn't matter. Like, he says his name, like, five times, and I don't fucking care. But they're going to go back to the other party. And I never put it together before that Sean saw that, felt bad for his friends, and was like, I'm going to go get everybody from that party and bring them here mm-hmm. so my friends feel good. Like, it, even though that's clearly what the message of the episode is, I never put that together. Then we have a good old-fashioned food fight. <laughs> Which, from moment one, I'm like, this... There's a part of me that was like, this isn't gonna end in fucking, because this is Boy Meets World. Yes. But if this was anything else, I'm like, this is gonna end in fucking, and then it ended in fucking. Well, see, the ironic part to me is that it both does and does not end in fucking. Yeah. Like... So the food fight happens, and then they start making out, and then they clearly start fucking. Yeah. But then when everyone shows up, they're wrapped up in the twister mat with their cool. tops still on. And you that's... don't fuck with a sweater on. I'm sorry, you don't do it. I definitely don't. <laughs> definitely don't. Know. Oh. Oh yeah. I've also fucked somebody with a sweater on. But that's because I'm oddly attracted to that old lady sweater. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> We're not gonna start talking about our dicks. Um. So. So then they all leave, and then what should we call? Let's call him John, because I can't think of his fucking name. And, it's he, something and he stupid. says his name eight times. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm gonna go back to John's party, and yeah. then he shows up. He's like, John's party was better. It's like you are John. Like that's my favorite part. Yeah. It's the guy's, he's like, guy. we should go back to that. And then he's like, I'm going back to John's party. It's like, you're John! Now, what I did find interesting about this, though, is... So everybody leaves, except for Sean and Angela. Who are just dating at this point. Like, Corey and Spang are married. Sean and Angela are just dating. And they're like, I guess we could go back to the party. And then Angela's like, or we could go to a grocery store. Now, the message there is, they're clearly gonna go home and fuck. Mm-hmm. Which is the furthest they've gone in this show of, like, premarital sex. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm, good for them. Um, then the uh, after credits, which I like. I don't even remember how the process happened, because it's been a while since I watched this episode, because I was supposed to record this Monday. Uh, 
But it ends with, we're incredibly square. Ooh, John Stossel. <laughs> Which just made me laugh. Because it's accurate. Then there's a whole another B-plot. So, with, quick on the A-plot. Yeah, say what Sean's you want to say. goatee. Yeah. Just shouldn't have happened. Ryder Strong is exploring himself at this part, at this point. He's lived on this show for so long, and it had to be manicured in such a way that he's like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And when everybody shows up in the first scene to go to the club, yeah, and they're, all wearing, and they're all wearing leather. Not even just black. Just the black leather. is what stuck out to me. And I was I'm like, just like, funny. what the fuck is going on? Because they're cool kids going to the club. Yeah. B-plot. Okay. Just want to make sure. That's fine, yeah. Pop in, because... I don't want to linger, but if you got shit to say, let's talk about it. Eric and his fabulous psychic powers. <laughs> Again, super, like, just, this is pure sitcom. This mm-hmm. is pure sitcom. Knock on the head, start sneezing at his psychic powers. Um, the change to Jack feels very odd to me. I've talked about this a couple times, but this kind of typifies it, where, like, Jack was this good all-American kid coming back, wanting to reconnect with his half brother, da 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 da, wanted good grades, and now like they're leaning into him being this very vain, money grubbing, anything to get ahead kind of person, mm-hmm. and like where we end up, they still don't fully commit to it, but like it's a very strange shift that comes out of nowhere. Okay. So it just strikes me. And then, like, you need it for this episode because it's the whole thing of, like, give me the numbers! <laughs> Which is... I, sorry, it makes me laugh. Um, Listen, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I would bang my friend's head against a dumpster, but I'm kind of on his side where, like, you know the fucking numbers of Lotto, Joe? Like, listen, we can go in halvesies. I'm fine with two million. But he was trying to save Jack from himself because Jack was... Had become Fuck you, Joe. Jack had become a vain, money crubbing human being. Like if we Sweet can... Jack, fresh off the bus, had shown up, and be like, "Hey, man, we can we could buy a house. I could buy you a house and myself a house." Eric would have given him the numbers, but this Jack is a cruel person. One Jack side. If you have the numbers, give them to me. So we'll Eric having a helmet with Eric on it. Is amazing and is a callback. I don't think you did this episode with me. Okay. There was an episode in like season three where Corey and Eric are having a conversation and Eric goes, Life's tough, get a helmet, and slaps him in the head. So the fact that Eric has a helmet <laughs> means he took his own advice. Life's tough, get a helmet. My favorite part is the fact that it says Eric right in the front. Yes! And then he's just walking into shit. <laughs> and then, you know, and then that's where the payoff is, because they hear the wrong lotto numbers, so Jack's like, you're an idiot, here, eat it. And what I love is that Wilfred Elf keeps chewing the paper while they're reading the other number. Like, he doesn't stop chewing, he's like, hmm, hmm, hmm. And then, well, that's weird, and eats the last piece <laughs> of paper. <laughs> and then sneezes, and just, oh, no. <laughs> So it's super schlocky, super sitcommy, but I, I enjoy Wilfred Al at this point. I enjoy everything that, Wilfred Al does. The B does. plot was significantly better than the A plot. Yeah, but which like between you and Chuck, like every time we talk about it, that's what everything that we're do- they're doing with Wilfred Al is great. Yeah. 
And, like, Corey's not always a raging asshole, but, like, it's just that stuff, they're... When they were in high school, they played with the idea of when they're in a relationship, they became a little too safe, and they're not doing the things that other teenagers are doing. But then when they get to college, and they get married, they just make them, like, 45 years old, like, they just settled in, there's no adventure anymore. Like, the most adventure they do is the constant references to them fucking. Which I'm like, good! I'm glad you're a young couple having lots of sex! Yes. But... You can also still do other things, too. No, they're married. They're dead. It's over. That's where I got this from. You know that, right? What? You're married, you're dead. That's in an episode. Oh, is it? Yeah. When you're married, you're dead. So, I know we talked about it before. Sure. Last time I was here, probably, I think. Who knows? But um, this just solidifies, once again, that um, Eric, the brother, should have gotten... Oh, so, because this information I found out, and I think we talked about it last episode, Mitra. So, yeah, the spinoff. Um, I can't remember if we talked about, because I can't remember if you ended up watching it or seeing the recap. At the end of season six, there was this weird conversation with Eric and Feeney, where it felt like Eric was saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I found out, I think, putting pieces together. So, for season seven, Wolf Friedle had developed, like, this anxiety about being in front of the camera. Yeah, we discussed that last time. Okay, and he, did I? And he told you, he actually went on the antidepressants and stuff. Yeah. Because they did the, we just did the fat episode, where they both thought they were gaining weight, and somebody was saying that they, that, what, like, I don't think, like, I look at Will Friedle and don't think of him as a heavy set guy in this episode. He definitely looks heavier. Right, but he doesn't look like, you know, and so they were talking about how they didn't like that they kind of made fun of him for that. And I told Chuck, where I'm like, that's where I think that convo with Feeney came from, because I think Will wasn't sure he could come back and still be on the show. Yeah. So they were giving themselves an out in case he was like, I can't do it, guys. Or I can only do a couple episodes, so it's like, well, he's on the road, so he'll come back to visit, and then he'll leave again, you know. Because this was a discussion, too, that that's where Beyond comes in. Right, and he's also working on others. Yeah, and that's where he starts doing a lot of voiceover work. But it's just solidified for me, just... For him, his character, like that character, yeah, and maybe even the roommate, that should have just been a spinoff of its own thing. Because it's every time I watch it, it's better than the main plot. Because it's he's very Wilfred Ellis is very endearing. Yeah, and like like I said, even though Corey's not a raging asshole all the time, they they take away all his endearing qualities that he's had for the entire run of the show, mm-hmm. like of just being like, oh, just trying to figure shit out and do the right thing, and then he just kind of becomes obnoxious about it. Mm-hmm. And Sean just clearly, like, Ryder just clearly doesn't want to be there. <laughs> He's like, I've been doing this for seven years. Like, fuck off. <laughs> He's talked about that. Like, he, they're doing it, ironically, they're doing a podcast now about the show. They're rewatching the show and then talking about it. Will Friedle, Ryder Strong, Daniel Fischel, and Angela. And I'm like, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, But, like, there was a period where Ryder had a real strange relationship with the show because, like, I mean, his fucking name was Ryder Strong. He grew up out in on California, so like, he was always doing acting and always wanted to be part of it. And like, he, I think he even ended up directing some stuff. So like, he was always part of that world, but he felt like this kind of trapped him that he couldn't go and do other stuff because he ends up doing Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Directing but, or uh, I think he's in it. I think he's actually oh. one, of the, one of the people. Never saw that movie, so... Neither did I. Like, I didn't even... I Like, I heard of it, but I didn't know until yeah. he was on Douglas movies and talking about it. 
Because he was I on. Heard, he was on with Eli Roth. So like they're talking about all the horror stuff and everything together. I heard of it because that's a Whedon yeah. joint. Yeah. And this is before people were openly talking about Whedon. Um, <laughs> and there were still like the Whedon fans out there. Yeah, yeah. At least openly Whedon yeah. fans. And I remember it was like, oh, it's a new Whedon movie. It's a horror movie. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like I just horror doesn't do it for me. And yeah, Whedon's sweet. Even back then, I'm like, okay, he's good. Like I like the Avengers. But... Do you ever watch Buffy? No. Buffy's a fun run. No. I'm it's sure the experience it is. like once. I'm sure it is. It's yeah. yeah. You know what it is with Buffy? Me and my sister have very different tastes. We're very different people in every single way. And that's like one of her favorite shows of all time. So in my head, I'm just like, fuck it. Well, I'm just like, I'm not gonna like it yeah, because yeah. stuff I like, she doesn't, and vice versa. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just the people we are. But what if that was a common area where you could bond and have sibling love, and you're denying yourself that relationship? You forget, not Joe, I don't watching. like people. I know. I like I said, you're a piece of in, shit. I can barely stand to be in the same room with you. That's, that's a very common feeling. <laughs> There's things I can tell you off there. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... I remember at one point, it was Angel and Buffy were on Netflix, so I did the thing where it's like, what's the watch list? Because there's like a season where they overlap and you gotta like kind of go like back and forth. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck it, I'll just take the ride and it'd be like, whatever. It's, and I'm like, alright, that's fun, it's cool, it's fine, like... It's on but I'm not like a of... Buffy head. Like Buffy's the best thing ever. Yeah. In my opinion, I'll tell you this going into it. I think Buffy peaked in season three. I think season three was the peak, and like it was still fine after that. Mind you, it goes like six seasons. It was still fine, but like I think it was at its best in season three. It's one of those things that's on the list. When I get to the list, I'll let you know. Right. Because right. like Supernatural's on that list too. Supernatural. I've never watched Supernatural. Supernatural's a hell of a ride. And especially after watching. Um, the boys. Yeah, I forget the guy's Jensen. name. Jensen. Jensen. Yeah. And the boys. He's phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is. He also, he has a way, he puts on an accent for the supernatural. Because he has a very, like, rough and booming voice. No, he does some of that in Supernatural. Does he? Yes. Because that's, very, that's what like, we talk about, like, like for, like, for Supernatural fans I know, we talk about, like, Dean voice and Sam face. Like, there's yeah. things, there's also, as you go, there's things they do where you're just like, Sam's doing Sam face. But well, like, I saw interviews with him. Like, he'll do that, like, later seasons. Like, yeah. early on, because he's still young when he's here now. He's like, yeah. you know, 25. So he's just like, come on, Sammy. Sammy, come on. And then later he's like, Sam! Like, he does that all the time. Like, he, he literally yells that five times in an episode. Because there's interviews of him for the boys, and he, he it's a similar voice. Like, he's not as, like, but that's it, also but age. That's also age. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, as he, when he was younger, he had a little bit of a lighter voice, and like he would always do the jokes. They they they'll do like now it's now it's the supernatural podcast, but we're not teenage girls, so nobody listen to it. Um, but they would do like the back behind the scenes shit, and like he has like a little foo because he's he's an actor and he started mm-hmm. in soaps, mm-hmm. so he has like a little foo foo dog, and like season eight or something, he comes to set in like pink short shorts. With a belly shirt, wearing like those giant, like as a joke, but like yeah. wearing those giant glasses women were wearing at the uh-huh. time, and it says like "bad bitch" on it or something with his little dog, and he's just walking around. <laughs> like I love them as people; they're yeah. so much fun. I like that sense of humor. So. Well, and they talk about too one of the things with him and um, Jared is that in the first couple seasons they would prank each other all the time, 
And then it got to a point where they had to call a truce because they realized they were on the brink of taking things too far to where they would really not like each other and not be able to work together because they were pranking each other too hard. <laughs> and it had to be like, truce, we have to call a truce now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Supernaturals. I mean, and you'll love it too because they, you know, they resurrect Hitler at one point. Oh, fantastic! That was when I gave up on Supernatural because I'm like, we've gone too far. That's no, that's no starting point. You'll understand when you get there. <laughs> when you get there, you'll be like, okay. Yep, we had one of my sense. we had one of my favorite um, sci-fi comic writers on the podcast. Yeah, and um, Zach Kaplan. He's doing a book for. Scout. Meetnicegirls.com. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that website. I think that website's a lie. Yeah, I think so too. Especially since I got through a text message. Yep. Um, but yeah, so he's doing a book with Scout. And he's been all over the place. And it's all about time travel. And, and this time travel is going to go forward. Yeah, yeah. It's the Futurama episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, here's, he said... He goes, in one of the issues, we get to a point, and there's robo-fascists. As there are. Yes. Yeah. And so my response was, when do the robo-fascists happen? Because I want to know when I should kill myself. <laughs> because the idea of Wolfenstein-style robo-Hitler... Robo I was going to say Mecha-Hitler. <laughs> yeah. There was something else I was just going to... Oh, so I had this thought, we've had this conversation, uh, just because, you know, Hitler came up. I had this thought as a joke. It's still a funny, it's a th funny thought to me. When people talk about killing Hitler as a baby, like if you had a time machine, I think those people are just admitting they really want to kill babies. Because you could just go back to when Hitler was in prison, about to write Mein Kampf, and kill him then, and you still get the same result. You don't have to kill him as a baby. So if you're like, if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill baby Hitler? They're just admitting they want to kill a baby. There's also, what always bugged me there is the nature versus nurture mentality. Right. Yeah, so that's what I told you. Like, the thing that I don't I think... I believe firmly if we took baby Hitler wrong to today and raised him... Yeah. ...that he wouldn't become Hitler. Right. Or if somebody just said, hey, you're actually, your watercolors are actually pretty okay. You're not that bad of a painter. Stick with that. No, today it would be a straight fucking garbage, and he would kill himself right then and there and save everyone time. Problem still solved. But no, it just struck me as like there's other points in his life where you could kill him, where yeah. he had started down a path of doing bad things. Yeah. You don't have to kill him as a baby. <laughs> I think it's the well, I don't think it is the. They're, they're trying to get the emotional response out of you. Are you sure. willing to kill a baby? Well, and that's just it, too. Yeah. yeah. It's the, yes, it's the trolley problem. Yeah. And like I said, I think what doesn't get brought up when I was leaned into enough on that is, is, like you said, where it's, if you kill Hitler as a baby, you're not actually killing Hitler. Because it's a baby. He hasn't become Hitler yet. Yeah. But. But this is a Boy Meets World podcast. This isn't, wait, this isn't a Hitler podcast? <laughs> That would be a weird podcast to do. A Hitler podcast. There's a uh, show I listen to, and one of the it doesn't come up every week. Yeah. yeah. And um, but they do have a segment called um, "I Hit Learned Something New This Week." 
I was gonna say it'd be really funny to like do like a Teletubbies podcast read yeah. through, and then just insert a Hitler th- segment each week. <laughs> the, just, the Hitler quote of the week. Yes. <laughs> Plugs, Chris. Plugs. Uh, Forts Comic News is the podcast. It's at fortscomicnews.com. Also, my Twitter is at Fortress Chris. Um, and yeah, if you so if you enjoy Joe uh, and you want to help support me, I have uh, my T Public store in which you can buy the Joe Pank for President T-shirt. Um, that's over fortuscomicnews.com. You can find it there. And yeah, that's everything. And as always, if you want more of me, and who wants that? You can go to JoePank.com. There's all kinds of links and stuff there. There's also the link to the Threadless shop. Or if you if you don't like links, you can go to EnjoyYourFrozenDick.com. I promise that's not porn. You can also go to OnlyFans.com slash JoePank. I also promise that's not porn. Uh, <laughs> that can, I'll tell you that off air. Um, <clears throat> you can follow me on Twitter, at Cthulhu Holmes or JoePank. They'll both get you there. You can follow me on Instagram at JoePank36, where I share my first roll of the day every day. And first song of the day when I particularly like that song. Um, and as always, if you want this show uncut and unedited up to three days early, you can go to patreon.com slash Pank. Give us as little as $2 a month, and you'll get the entire show archive uncut and unedited until the beginning of time. So tell me, Chris, what did we learn this week? That if we want to be cool, all we got to do is wear leather all the time. <laughs> and I learned that Chris fears Mecha Hitler. Until next week, do good. Mm-hmm.